It's me, Wolf. I have been tasked with being our MC this week because poor M has a bit of a uh, bit of a dry throat, but I'm sure we'll uh, we'll, we'll a bit of yeah. a dry throat. I can't talk. Let's, you can't talk. Let's, this is all I got. Before we go on, let's hypothesise as to how he got his dry throat. So here's my thoughts. Obviously, he's been fishing for a new girlfriend. I think he's looking for one that's quite highbrow, quite high calibre. I think he's been taken to the, the likes of Luciano Pavarotti and he's been sort of belting out some, uh, some opera to try and impress True. his, new, um, his new lady. I wish I could. I think that he's taken the Dungeons and Dragons theme quite yeah. literally and spent most of this time wandering around the lovely town and area that we live trying to be a dragon. <laughs> and that's why that is why he has got a sore throat I think, all I of like, the roaring <laughs> I sound less like a dragon and more like Deirdre Barlow oh, you Deirdre. definitely don't sound like Deirdre Barlow I literally sound exactly you just like sound Deirdre like Barlow. someone that's like <laughs> I'm sick I don't even feel sick I just don't think, I can't talk I feel fine I just can't speak properly I think some of the listeners are concerned um, about you. Well, some will be concerned, and some will think it's sexy. I was going to say, is it not husky and sort of <laughs> a bit naughty? Although when I laugh, <laughs> I sound like an old man. Don't and I've got a terrible, <laughs> a terrible cough. So this, this could be quite good fun. But um, <laughs> welcome to yet another episode of Tales of Two Teachers. Good. With me, M. Yeah, and also me, M. And... And B. And the marvellous B. And um, I'm going to segue straight into... Some questions then from that we've received last week, and the first one comes from H, which I assume isn't from Steps. It's not that H. It could no, it be is H. My, from it's steps. my brother's fiance. Oh, well, that's like always disappointing. I showed you the picture she did. Yeah, she last did. Night, yeah. She did. This is why we need social pictures. media so we could post them. I will on social media. Really. What did you think of them? Do you think they were good? I H. Honestly, I love. I feel like she completely embodied. Margaret. Um, Margaret Margaret McGuinness, McGuinness. McGuinness. and <laughs> as long as essentially it wasn't a purple cloak she's wearing mm. she hasn't coloured them yet she hasn't had time yeah she's but that's great though. but also as well like I had like a little staff like that Ooh. was impressive mm. I looked quite naughty cheeky full of cheeky full of mischief Margaret right so this is from H then hi Eminem and co really enjoyed your latest episode especially section on D&D could you do your own spin-off campaign of Dungeons and Dragons? That would be genius. Or like on a podcast, record it, record our D&D Answer, campaign. yes, yeah. <laughs> we could. So maybe we could do it as a section, we could do just one minute, maybe of our campaign each week. One minute? Oh, well, I sorry. Don't know. They take like, uh, like, if you ask, you know, C from last week, sometimes it would be like five hours. Just five hours? Yeah. Ridiculous. What do you think? Would you like? Is that something you'd like to embark on a campaign with us? I mean, if is Margaret it, can come for the ride, would it be like a, um, a fellowship? Mm. Oh. Do you think, or do you think we'd all be characters? Well, sort of World at Book own? Day is coming up soon, and we are going as the fellowship. Who, who are the department? Are we? Yes, we decided this on a social evening out, oh, and we're going as the fellowship, aren't we? Okay. Because you're playing Saruman. That's not part of the fellowship. No, yes, he... I know, but you're one of the. I am. I'm a. I'm a hobbit. I was Pippin. You'd have to be Radagast the Brown. I'm afraid. <laughs> That's what you wanted to be, actually. Yeah. Okay. okay. He does dress slightly better. And then there was another question from H. So thank you, H, for 
being so enthusiastic. Not many are. Um, what's the best enrichment club you have run? You is capitalised. You have run for your students. And why? That's over to you, Bing. Let's start with, I think. Wow. The best oh, enrichment gosh, club. I don't know. Oh, you don't do any, do you? Because you're lazy. <laughs> We did have a group, didn't we, which was called the Humanities that didn't exist. Club that didn't exist. So it was like the first rule of Humanities Club was don't talk about humanities. We didn't think anyone would want to do it, would they? Um, we kept that with some turn And loads of students well, no one had a kept chance turning to So we made up a fake club God. that didn't exist. Um, I've, I've partake, partaken in Chess Club. So I used to run a chess club. You? And I can't play chess. Brilliant. The irony. Oh, checkmate. Over to you. Over to you, Ab. Okay, well, my, my enrichment club story is quite a good one. Uh, so me and another NQT in my very first year, we were put in charge of creating a humanities club. But we had to interview kids to be on it. So we interviewed the kids, year sevens mainly, uh, and we were asking a fit, some questions to try and get their humanities ideas out. And we said to them, if you could only launch one item that's historical, religious based or geographic into space, what would it be and why? And then one of the kids said, um, something like, oh, my teddy bear or whatever, and we explained why. And then my colleague said, brilliant, are there any other toys you would shove up there? And obviously, unfortunately, uh, that kind of phrasing obviously sent me into hysterics. So I had to leave the room while the interview was going on. While this, obviously, this little year seven was just like, no idea what I was doing. And I had to leave the room in hysterics. Um, yeah. But that tickled your fancy, didn't it? Indeed. Well, it was a bit mean to say, but we obviously we got a lot. Clear, well, clearly. Only, only, you would, yeah. only you would make that link. And then we created the Humanities Club that was very successful. Uh, and we used to do little bits of humanities once a week. The kids loved it. We had a decent turnout. And I think it caused more option numbers at... Um, Key stage four to take at least one of the humanities. We offer. I've got to say, I think I speak on behalf of everyone here when I say you sound seedier now that your voice is like that. I know, it's not good, is it? I think you got away with it when you were quite well spoken, but now you just sound like a pair of it. Just a disgusting man. Yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what have I done here with Richmond clubs? I've run a couple of football teams, I've helped out with some bits and bobs. No, I haven't done a lot really. Mm. Um, I'll tell you what I did. I did a um, drug awareness enrichment club after school for actually people in the community so post 16 right. and it was um, solvent abuse it was and we got a seven aside football team together and then we played in a number of sort of like charity games basically that was good I ran that with um, another member of staff and um, it was actually it was really good it must have been quite... No, I'm not there. No, fun, it's no. no you can't make... You can't be silly No, no, that. sorry. That was that's good. That's very, a good one, mate. That's, that's a very good. important thing yeah, to communicate. Yeah, that's very good, then. So, just you behave. Sorry. Remember, you who, remember who the daddy is yeah. tonight, uh, okay? No worries. Right, and the last question. This is a good one, because you are both both avid video game fans. Um, which video game franchise, <coughs> pardon me, would you like to be in as a character, and Why? Oh, oh start with you be on that one, I think. Absolutely Pokemon. I knew you'd say that. You knew I'd it was that between Zelda and Pokemon. No. Would you like to be a Pokemon or one of the No, I'd like to be are... I'd like to catch them all. You like to catch them I'd all. I'd like to catch them all. Could you be Officer Jenny or Nurse Joy, please? No, because I'd be like a little kid Ash character that goes around like and that. defeats all the adults. Oh, defeats all the adults. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. But Zelda so, is also a very close contender because there's just so much you can do, go and explore and do. Absolutely. If you were a character in Pokemon, what would be your first Pokemon that you would try and... What would be... Who would be your star, the first one? Starter, very Squirtle, good. Squirtle, Squirtle. Squirtle, Squirtle. Squirtle. Obviously. Um, you're a big Pokemon fan as well. Go on, Squirtle. What, what yeah. um, Pokemon would you... 
Would you? Wait. What Pokemon would you choose to fight? Well, I know what he's going to say. I know what he's going to say. Don't, what, don't worry necessarily about the elements. Just like which one's your favourite Pokemon? He's going to say Bulbasaur. Well, if if I was going to choose a starter, it'd be Bulbasaur. Yeah. Always yeah. But no, that's an elemental like, thing. But my favourite Pokemon is Alakazam. Alakazam. Oh no, my favourite Pokemon is probably an Arcanine or a Lucario. Oh. Mm. Mm. You don't know what they are, do you? Uh, yeah, they like look like a bit like a wolf. That's Arcanine. Arcanine's a dog yeah. fire dog, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't. Lucario. I was never really into a, into Pokemon. It's like a pharaoh. It's like a. Soul, it's like an Egyptian. Yeah. You can get shadows. Are in the, is that in the original? No. no. Let's. We're gonna do it. Let's stick to the. the Sorry, the original one fifty. So. Okay. Uh, what's yours? Uh, like I said, I never really. I remember I had the game on the Game Boy. I had the Pokemon Blue, and my favourite one was Scyther. Nice. But you couldn't you couldn't get Scyther on Pokemon Blue, oh, so I had to swap it, him for yeah. a ride on off someone else. Oh, yeah. You got them from the safari, the safari zone. zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happens? What video game franchise would you like to be a part of? I think I'd like to be in Dynasty Warriors. Oh, world class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just an absolute button, button basher. It'd be like Lu Bu, wouldn't you be Lu Bu? That's me, mate. That's me. It's actually Chinese history that is world class. That's good. Really good game. What would you do? What would you be in? I'd love to be in Final Fantasy XIV, which I play with H. We play together once a week with my brothers. Uh, He's very, very, very good. Uh, it, yeah. it, it's all the way through from existentialism to uh, <coughs> the meaning of life uh, all the way through to like dragons exactly it's, it's really fun <laughs> made me cry makes me with some cry. hot dragons in for good measure indeed so yeah definitely. And how does that work is that like a co- cooperative game it's an it? MMORPG so you all play with like millions of people play it and, but there's a story and you can go mm. through a little party together that's what we do Really so good. is it a bit like World of Warcraft? It's a lot like that, except the, the story... So there's loads of stuff going on, there's people running past you doing their own quests That's and it. stuff like that. <clears throat> but the main quest is story-based, so it's a story-based game. Yeah. Okay, these but are good questions. Hey, you can definitely get in touch again, wow. Three I'd, like questions. Her, I'd like her to come on Monday, but... Yeah, yeah that'd, that'd be nice. That'd right. be nice. Um, this next question has come from Summer, it's quite a personalist one. Have you ever cried at work? And what made you cry? And did you cry in front of the students? Mm. Good question. Mm, Let's go straight to M for this one, because no doubt that will be yes. Well, I had to leave teaching, didn't I? Because I had a like, mental breakdown. So the, for the end of that uh, period, then, yeah, I cried quite a lot of work. Once I cried in front of some year nines at that period, and they said, don't worry about it, sir, it's okay. And that made it worse, because they were nice about it. Oh, uh, other than that, I honest. cried... I cried on a school trip once in my NQT year when uh, we had a talk from a Holocaust survivor and she spoke about her mum who died and how much she missed her mum and loved her mum. And that, oh, no. well, I couldn't cope with that. That destroyed me. Yeah. Very emotional. So those two times I have. Uh, any other times, not that I remember off the top of my head. Well, nothing to uh, be ashamed of there. Uh, no, well definitely said, not. Well said, sir. B, you're a, bit, you're a bit of a crier, aren't you? Thanks. I don't think I don't think I'm that much. Certainly not in front of the kids. I think I've cried once at school in a cupboard. Oh yeah. Um, but for student, like I've cried at school <coughs> for other issues. But in terms of like student base, whether that's what someone's getting at, um, I'm once having a year eleven class where you just feel totally overwhelmed. Like when you've got about six or seven students that are mm. kicking up, and no matter what you do, you're not getting anywhere. That that's really hard. And that was a really low day. I remember going into a cupboard and crying mm. for a while. Mm. But then, like, a complete opposite side of the spectrum is when you've got a class in front of you that you think, oh, they don't really have much compassion or anything like that. But we watched The Impossible, which is quite... I think it's quite a traumatic film, the mm. tsunami film. And it was with the year eight class. And we all had a bit of a cry. 
together because they were all deeply touched. It was the moment when he sees his dad. Sorry, spoilers. Um, <laughs> it and was a we long all, time ago, I think. We yeah. all had such a cry because it, and I think it made, to see vulnerability <coughs> in students and actually that that's all they really want is in life is just mm. to be loved by people. And I think that comes through in that film. Yeah. It's, very, it's a very hard-hitting film, I think, that one. Mm. I, I remember also, uh, I think I cried, but I had a very difficult class in when I started teaching. And we're getting it all out here, aren't we? Yeah, it's like therapy, this. And one of them's uh, dad had just died, obviously very young, like he was 12, so dad was very young. Uh, and one of the part of the lesson was talking about if you had a million pounds, what would you spend it on? So a couple of the students chipped in, and this lad whose dad had died about three weeks ago uh, just said, I'd pay for my dad's funeral and give my mum a holiday away, and then just burst into tears. But then all the other kids burst into tears as well. It was pretty grim. Emotional mm. is probably the better word. Yeah, it was emotional. I, I was, I didn't, I, but I was, I, that was like my first year teacher. I really know what to do. I'm not the most emotionally intelligent person anyway, so I found that quite a tricky situation to navigate. Yeah. Mm. What about you, Ed? <clears throat> Um I'm not much of a crier, I'll be honest. The, oh, I've got something to make your eyes. The, right. um, <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> the, uh, tear, the tear ducts are, are well dry, but there was one incident that's quite similar to what Em was talking about when a... A young lad's uh, father had died, and I had uh, have to have a chat with him, mm. and that was a very moving, very difficult conversation. And I did feel myself well enough. I'm not sure. I probably did go out with tears in my eyes, but mm, difficult stuff. Yeah. Hard, isn't it? Sometimes very difficult. Yeah. Very human. That was that was um, that was a good question. Somehow it's made us think about things that sometimes we put at the recesses of our mind. I mm. imagine. Yeah. So well done, and. Um, this one, <laughs> this one's a bit of a, it's a bit of a pop, I think, from from Edward. We'll call him Ted. Is that just being polite? Isn't it? Yeah. I got another word. Um, I think he's aiming this at you, Em. I don't know. But he has, as he says, don't take this the wrong way. Yeah, he wrote that. But, but then, how can we take it? Yeah, but that's all. I was always taught when someone puts yeah. but. Yeah. You know that it's a... I'm not a racist, but yeah. yeah, yeah. So don't take this the wrong way. But M and M sound like they are trying to show off how much they know. Which does seem to be a lot. Ted, I could not agree <laughs> more. Let's, yeah. let's yeah. get in contact on. with one Written another. by B. <laughs> um, do you think all teachers are into other topics outside their subject areas like you are? What I will say, maybe not in my defence, because um, I am possibly an insufferable know-it-all, but actually I know a lot about a little. Is that right? No, I know a little about a lot. I know, I, the, I know the, the best you know, random things, facts, random facts that are very useless in most times. M on the, the other hand is very well read, so it might come across as absolute obnoxious and, unless arrogance. It's, unless it's because my lack of knowledge just makes you both look hey, incredibly you, intelligent. You have won the quiz two weeks on the trot, Bill. I have. And also, I like to think that I'm, I'm th- very quietly, I'm very quietly, I like to think I do have intelligence, I just don't really like to shout about it. I, I, I think the quiz is the way we've handicapped them for you. I've certainly helped um, for you to come out of your shell. I don't appreciate that. <laughs> I, I'm just not, as Ted would say, I'm not a show-off. Well, I don't really know. I'm a very loud person, but I'm not sure. So, do you think all teachers are into other topics outside the subject area? Yes, Um, of course. Absolutely. M is incredibly well read in a lot of different spheres. B is a big fan of the uh, the tech subjects. Yeah. Massive fan of the tech subjects. Uh, your art, your food, tech. Entrepreneur in the making. uh, Yeah, and an entrepreneur in the making. So obviously, you could put hang business. 
um, mm. there as well. Well, I well. teach you to see business, don't I? Um, obviously, I teach English, but I prefer history and geography. Well, and a lot of other things. I, I think he's being a little... I, I think when we started this, it was because we wanted to talk about some stuff yeah, we like, that weren't necessarily just our topics. Yeah. Or we we felt that at times we didn't get to sort of talk about that. Like, with our colleagues that we enjoy talking to, we only have a very limited amount of time at breaks and things like that. So mm. you get into a conversation, you, you get two minutes in, and then you've got to go off on duties and things. Yeah. So... As we suggested at the start, this was a way of just expressing ourselves in a different medium. And just talking about something else. I think we also, I also, and I think we all share this, is that we all like learning stuff because we're teachers, so learning is something we love. So when we want to talk about something or we learn it, I don't think you do know, a, 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 what did you say? A little <coughs> about a lot. I think that's unfair. I think you know a lot about a lot. But I don't think that's a problem. Maybe the way in which we present ourselves is becoming insufferable. But yeah. uh, no, I, I don't think we... I think it's uh, always done tongue-in-cheek. Indeed. We have a real good, I promise, we have a strong sense of irony. We know, uh, I'd say we know that we're pre- fairly smart guys, but also we know we're incredibly weak in a lot of areas. No doubt. Yeah. So stick that in your pipe and smoke it, Ted. Thank you for your question, Ted. I feel your pain. God. Okay. So um, that's... That's the questions done for this week. And thank you again for sending them in. I think probably that's the, the finest set of questions for that while. maybe we've yeah, ever had. There's some but real, all um, questions have been very much appreciated. They have. So time. just as a reminder, if you'd like to send us a question for, it won't be next week because we're on half term, yep. but it will be for the one after. That would be um, Tales of Two Teachers at gmail.com. So that's tales of two teachers at gmail.com. Send us uh, an email and let's maybe let's put B on the spot. Let's find out some more about B. Okay? Because she's a, a very important <laughs> asset in this despite not being the title. Trial for it. Okay. Despite <laughs> not, not being important enough <laughs> to be mentioned in the title. Okay, so I've got a question to pose you to now, and this is in relation to your proudest moments in, in our career and your careers thus far. So I'm gonna start with B. Can you have a little cast your mind back? Is there a moment that sticks out for you in the educational sphere in which we work? What is your proudest moment so far? Anyway, it doesn't. I don't need to think about it because I think about it loads. Uh, I worked in Bangladesh for a period of time. It was in my gap year, and my mum was a typical mum. Said you're not going to just have a gap year and do nothing, and sent me off to Bangladesh. My my grandfather has a lot of links, so I went and lived with a. Um, head teacher of an international school but when you think of international schools I think you always think about quite affluent and obviously there is a level of wealth but it's it's got to be relative to the country so it wasn't the most affluent international school and I worked in the kindergarten and I taught English but I also taught art funnily enough which most people know me I am very artistically challenged but it's the gratitude of the students the whole way through. There was one student who had considerable SEND needs and had been pushed back in education about three or four years. Um, and it just wasn't picked up. The parents, you know, I think it's, I don't want to sound, I don't want to get this wrong, but I don't think at that particular time it was recognised that there was an, an additional need there. It was just, we just need to keep putting him back through school and he'll pick it up. And I ended up going to his house and tutoring after work, after work. And it was my last day and he turned to me and said, "Um, Miss, you've changed my life. And that is the most, and I know that's really cliche and I know you hear this all the time probably, but for me, that was like the moment where I was like, that's why I want to become a teacher. He, (coughs) it was just working with him. And I think it was somebody sitting with him and actually giving him a voice, caring about him, 
listening to his ears. He wanted to show me like silly things like that he'd done of his homework or the fact that he'd not creased his paper, like all these little things. But he turned around to me at the very end and said, no matter what happens, miss, you've changed my life. I think um, it's the sincerity it. in which he'd said that. It was, that's, yeah. It that's was quite that. uncommon. Certainly, I don't think, was, I'm not sure um, I've ever said that to And he, did, he didn't need to say that. And that was it. It was, um, and it stuck with me ever since. The boy's name was Hussein. Nice. Lovely. Love, and I, and I, I don't know what he's up to now, but I hope he's achieving well. Maybe he deserves to do. <laughs> Hussein, if you are listening, drop us an email. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got only two real uh, memories that stick out when you first when I first read that. Um, number one was a, a fella who uh, a bit of a rumman, I guess, at school. Got into a lot of trouble, excluded a lot. Uh, didn't really engage very well in many lessons. And uh, we did Nazi Germany and the Holocaust in one of the units. And part of that, we watched uh, Roman Polanski's The Pianist as part of it. <clears throat> and at the end, Spielmann. In the film, uh, Adrian Brody plays some uh, Chopin. So I ended the unit by showing them the real Spielmann playing the piano, the real one. Uh, and then at the end, this fella came up to me and said, please, can I have the name of that piece of music? <coughs> and then he went off and learned how to play it, <clears throat> even though he could barely play piano. He was barely in school, so uh, I was very pleased that he wanted to go and do that. I mean, that seemed to inspire him quite nicely. I was pleased with that. I always remember that. Uh, and the second one, just some fella who, when we first started year 10 GCSE history, he got a G in those days you could still get a G mm-hmm. an assessment he stormed out he said I don't want to do this I hate it I hate you this is awful blah 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 and we spent two years together he got a B uh, and I always remember him because he always said I'm so glad you just came to get me back in the room uh, and didn't let me leave the course um, so thank you so it was those two yeah, moments I remember nice. lovely mine's similar in that it was a um, it was a Bulgarian lad and he came to us in year 8 and when he came to us he, he barely spoke a word of English and I had him for a couple of years and in those days, obviously back on the old sort of A star to whatever you could, to, to you, yeah. um, on the English literature course, you could, in our curriculum, you could pick your own texts, which obviously we all do the same texts now across the trust. Yeah. And for whatever reason, probably not thinking about the children actually at the time as a younger member of staff, I thought about me and I chose H.G. Wells as the War of the Worlds. Oh, yeah. Which. Which yeah, sounds great on paper, but actually for children it was a it was a low set. In mm-hmm. fact, it was the bottom set, and it was comprised of um, AL students at the time and naughty boys. And it probably wasn't the text for them. It was probably the most difficult of all the texts. And somehow I don't know how, to, maybe not to do with me, but certainly I, maybe I helped facilitate him in, in his hard work. This lad got an A star. I do find out later on that. They have to dish out so many grades, you know, proportionately. And the likelihood is across the country, there wasn't many people sitting that text. Oh, yeah. But that aside, he got an A star and he passed his English language as well, which actually is a, is a miracle when you think about it on paper. Yeah. So that was quite a proud moment for me. I'm surprised. This is getting a bit emotional. It, it is. It's totes emotional. Does, does anyone say. need a minute before we... <laughs> Before we continue, no? <laughs> no. Right, in which, let's get straight into the next one. The next segment is actually a little bit of fun. So it's about how we would describe each other to people who obviously can't see us but can hear us. I'd like to hear what people think we look like. This is just uh, what we look like, is it? Yeah, yeah, I think that was what it was, wasn't it, in the brief? I can't, I think it was. Yeah, yeah I think so. So, so I'm, should I <laughs> describe M? And M can describe B, and B you can describe me. 
How's that? I feel like this is going to end in tears. It could end in tears, but I think this is where <laughs> we need to trust each other. I trust you both. Okay. You, do you want to start with me? Or do you want me to start with them? Do you want a minute? You, no, you go first because I want to know kind of how, well, how deep in, we're going. In the, in the opening episodes, we did set each other a task and we have sort of described each other once before, if you recall. Uh, it was a long time ago. It was like episode two. We oh described. We described. I think it was off the back of the wow. question, right? But um, M M would stand at about five eleven, six foot tall. Uh-huh. He's got mousy brown, casually quaffed hair that never seems to be perfectly, um, perfectly brushed. It does reflect his his personality quite a lot. He's currently sporting some uh, grey trousers and a yeah. black shirt. He often wears a black shirt. Yeah. But um, set to the backdrop of a, quite a, a funky polka dot tie. Um, <laughs> like we're creating a dating program. Yeah, he, he, he does wear smart shoes, oh. but he seldomly wears a belt. And I've got a major problem with that. I hate that. Yeah. But we're not going to go into that here. That's an issue between socks, you and I. He doesn't wear a watch, no. probably because he makes his own time. Um, and his socks are often, well, not often, always. his socks are always um, odd, odd socks. Mm. Matt's got a lovely face, a very, um, Don't say a very he's got a very biddable face. Biddable's a nice adjective. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's no, there's no malice in this face. You can just... What colour are you? You've got lovely blue eyes, haven't you? Oh. Yeah, you just sink into They're quite deep. They're like yeah, ocean. They're like wells. I feel uncomfortable. I feel like this is a bit long, this description. I was mm. going to go for quite a short So that's... <laughs> and he's quite manly in his physique. Wide in the shoulder. Firm in the wrist. <laughs> and uh, quite the stiff gait when I... When I you know, sometimes I have to watch him when I walk away. Mm. What about on the football pitch? So what's my run like on the football pitch? Um, you run Commanding. like you're carrying a cupboard. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Okay. And he's a snort, I would say. Okay, we're passing off. Hurts. Go. Okay. Do B, go. So oh, B has really beautiful long hair. Thank you. Uh, she, you. It used to be brunette when I knew you first, I think, didn't it? Blonde, it's now like a brunette. Oh my god! I've gone I'm back to natural roots. This is like a blondie brown. So I've seen her hair at various colours, but it's always rather a sort of luscious. You know, in those herbal essences mm. ad with those moaning Thank women you. under a waterfall. That's who I'm picturing. I find this so uncomfortable. <clears throat> uh, Don't look at me. I'm sorry, look at uh, sorry. B also often wears uh, sort of baggy jumpers, which I like. It looks like she's kind of wearing a sleeping bag sometimes, yes. but actually they're really warm and cosy. Uh, and I always, I asked her for a hug the other day because she was wearing a nice one. She refused to hug me, and I said, "It was in front of a class of children." Yeah, she also sometimes wears uh, glasses. You don't have contacts, do you? I always <coughs> wear glasses. Yeah, I never always wear glasses. I'm frightened of touching my eyes. Frightened of touching her eyes. Uh, so she always wears glasses. She has a very, very lovely smile. You didn't wear glasses in that video you did once with the school, though. Yeah, I do have. I do take them. I did used to have contacts for a little bit. You just don't like them now, though. I don't like them. No. Uh, She's got a really lively smile. So she often is laughing. She's very funny. So whenever she's laughing, she does look very, very beautiful. Infectious. Yeah. Uh, And it looks lovely. It's it's just lovely to see. She also wears some lovely rings and that, uh, which look cool. 
uh, with a variety of colours. What colour eyes have you got? Oh, colour blind. I don't know. They're like greeny grey. Sort of greeny grey eyes. Uh, oh my god, you look totally different without your glasses on. Do I? That's yeah. bad. Is that a bad thing or a good thing? Uh, I, don't I don't know. You, you just look nice in both. Oh, thank you. That's very nice uh, of you. Uh, I don't think that's I it. I think that's probably enough, isn't that's it? Enough. That's making me feel. Oh, great. and she has nice tattoos as well, but she has to keep them covered up at work because she's very professional. But they're I cool. They're very, very cool as well. So there thank we are. You. Uh, that's B for you in a nutshell. Mm. Is that all right? Trendy B. Trendy. Trendy B. Oh my gosh, where do I even start with you? (laughs) So what, he's what, six? Long. How tall are you? Six? Three. Six, three. Mm. You are very proud of your height, aren't you? Not really. You're like, all right. (laughs) Um, Terrible posture because of it. I don't know how to describe it. I think you're like a classic footballer in the sense that you've got very well-defined calves. You're very proud of your calves, aren't you? You do, you do like to show them off in tight jeans. Mm-hmm. On uniform day, he does. Oh, no new uniform yeah, right. day, he likes jeans, to show off. And he's a definite Air Force One kind of guy. Yeah. He what, loves what his night Air Forces. Night oh, Air the trainers. White That's trainers. like me trying to be trendy. Right. Yeah, he loves it. Right. Sometimes you sport a pink polo. <coughs> but at school, mm. you definitely, I think, are one of the best dressed teachers at school. Always got a great suit, do you not think? Uh, yeah, he... Very nicely tailored suits. Yes. Matches. You do have some questionable ties. The Paisley one going on today, I'm not so sure as you, but you do like... It's cosmic. Like, I want you to get lost You're like it. a country cosmic bumpkin girl. slash really trendy teacher. Jesus, how I would this is you. a bit more horrible than what we no, do. No, it's nice. No, it's nice. Like That's a good style, well, I think, I think so. Because it can be known to wear a flat cap. Yeah, you do wear yeah, a flat cap sometimes. quite a lot. You wear a flat... No, not sometimes. I think he wears them quite often. You've got a nice trench... I do. You do have a nice trench What's coat. What's that? I don't know what that is. Like a trench coat. Oh. Um, always has your gold watch, but you're not wearing it. No. You always wear your gold watch. Yeah, not today. Which is really sad. I took it off when I, when I bathed my daughter last night. I took it off and uh, I, I left it on the side. Um, definitely a sporting effect. Like, I love bearded men, and you have a cracking beard going on, as always. Loving the beard. You're going longer with it, though, mm, which I'm enjoying. That's due to laziness, not sort oh. of style. Um, you do change. You have two pairs of glasses. I do. You've got this clear pair which mm. is not like the clear like that I would say that I wore when the you know in the first came to they're, they're a nice plastic framed yeah. clear glass but I don't know what the other ones are like come with and then your hair is like your biggest issue I think you I worry a lot it. about he hates mm. his hair um because I think you worry that it's disappearing but I think that's like many men you worry yeah. but overall I think we would say that He's a very good-looking man. I think I was going to say, is me, is me like the very, very, the very good-looking man? School, yeah, I would say like we're going to look at hierarchy. Yeah. I've always quite confidently said, and this is no no distraction my my husband or your wife. I think I've confidently said to both of them, you're a very good-looking man. Okay, but where do I fit? Can I just tell? Can I know roughly where I go? Very good. <coughs> no, no, I mean me, not him. What do you mean? Well, he's the top, so if he's the oh, top... Oh, no, we're not doing hierarchy games, because this is where it becomes... This, is where, this is where people get disappointed. Yeah, we're not <laughs> yeah. going to play no, that no. game. So if the hierarchy is, say, I don't know, a triangle, am I at the very base? No, I'm you're not the top. Tip. I'm not the tip, top. obviously. I'm not the root, but am I in the middle? Yeah, but you don't have a beard, so it's a really difficult question to ask me that, because... Can you just answer the question? She no, likes bearded men. I like bearded men. Yeah, but you know what to do. Well, let's imagine I've got a beard, then. Oh, I don't... And then where would I go? I'd say you're top. With this new voice. Sorry, so I just went from top to middle top. Yeah. So where, yeah, where are you? If you had a beard, you're... beard, voice, half sleeve, mate, you're right at the top. Yeah. So okay, right now, what do you say? Upper percent, <coughs> upper fiftieth percent. This is why right? people like Ted message in and say that you've got a complex now because we're having to like. Oh, I didn't ask that question. Very self indulgent. Because I know the answer. No, I'm just. So I'm just right at the bottom. Am I, where am I in the percentile? Am I upper fifty or lower? 
Upper. Okay. Okay. We're all, right, that's are we all happy now, with where we're going I do. Right. Straight into everyone's favourite section. Teacher learning with B. Right, perfect. So this is where I think as well, <coughs> I want to start doing this where we're distributing resources because I think as teachers, sometimes there's this, this issue in, in society where people don't share resources and I think it's really, really important that we share them. So I'm going to suggest now anything that I talk about going forward that people would like access to, like I'm going to talk about marking codes today, please feel free to email in and I'm more than happy to oh, share nice. resources out. Right. Shall we share um, email again? Go, you go for it. So it's... Tales of two teachers at gmail.com. Correct. And just in your um, CCB into it. Yeah. Just because I think it's really important that we start to share. So I wanted to just really emphasize perhaps Key Stage 4, mainly Key Stage 5. We do a lot of thinking about Key Stage 3, Key Stage 4 feedback. And feedback at Key Stage 5 is very different, I think, because it's predominantly essay based. There's a lot of detail and depth that needs to go into it. And we tend to find mark schemes are very, very complex. So I would challenge people now to go forward when it comes to marking essays to not be overwhelming students with feedback because they already find marking kind of um, mark schemes overwhelming as it is. So making sure that you're making it as user friendly. And secondly, off the back of why I've come up with this plan is also I find that whenever you're writing feedback on essays, it tends to be quite negative because you're always telling them what they need to do rather than actually what they've done well. So this is my challenge and, and feel free to email in if you'd like the resource. Use marking codes a lot more. So marking codes are literally alphabet assigned uh, tasks. So I think I've got A to M and each letter represents nothing to do with the letter, <coughs> but it just literally corresponds with a bit of feedback. So it might be A is your introduction, lacks direction and needs to really set up the direction of the argument. And that'll be the feedback. And then underneath it, there'll be a task and it might be redraft or speak to a peer or add in a sentence to set up your argument really well. And all I would do when I'm marking their essay is literally put the letter A in a circle. <coughs> Those students would then have a printout of the marking codes that have them in their folders or their books, whatever they're using. And every single time they get an essay back, they then know they need to look at that sheet to then reflect. And that's their improvement. And therefore, then that then gives me the freedom. All of the, my writing on the essay then is all positive because we need to focus so much more on actually what students are doing well in terms of our communication with them. And we can go around and give them that feedback and then give them a little bit more, a bit of responsibility to be thinking about, right, well, actually, if I need to improve, I know that I need to go to this sheet and I've got a letter B today and the B stands for this task. It could be that I need to make um, more specific use of the question to make a judgment or something. And therefore, I need to use phrases uh, like this is the most significant because and it gives them that independence to then go away and, and really improve those important bits. So marking codes are something that I use a lot at A-level. Started to roll it out to Key Stage 4. Slightly more challenging because the topics can be a little bit difficult. But yeah, any way you choose to do it, if you want the marking codes, please email in and we'll send them to you. But it's just a nice way to communicate in a more positive way with your students. B, I love that. I think I'm going to give that a whirl. What I like about it is it's really purposeful feedback yeah. that doesn't take a lot of time from you. It doesn't. So um, that's terrific. Do you know what? You've just given me a thought to be. If there are any teachers listening, <laughs> hopefully there are a few, maybe you'd like to send us one of your bits of teacher and then like, you'd like us to share yeah. perhaps on the podcast 
Or maybe you'd like us to try it in our lessons and we could review it for you. Mm. I think that would be a nice way to share. And certainly when we do have a bit more of a social media presence, I'm sure it'll be part of it where we can share those resources together. Because ultimately we all play the same game and we all have the children's best interests at heart. Always. Okay. So, um, we're going to finish with what Em described as a bad boy quiz. Bad boy quiz. Which I, I found a little misogynist, uh, misogynistic, yeah. I thought. Okay, I got well, excited. We're going to call it a bad person quiz. Bad person quiz. And um, we do need some, um, we do need some I'll pens. I'll get some pens. Because we're actually not in our usual location. We're though. not. We've changed location. And next time we do a podcast, we're hoping to have some new microphone equipment that hopefully should get rid of the echo and people's sort of... Um, clanging about. Clanging and quiet voices. So... We're working on that. So, what we've been tasked to do is, um, Em told me to put a quiz together. We've all got 10 questions we're going to ask. We're not going to get any marks for our own questions. Not too hard, not too niche, but Em did say it was no holds barred. I did, I did. I had to go for it. So, I'm going to start with mine. So, obviously, I'm going to get 0 out of 10 for this round. Okay. Okay. So, my first question to you is, what does... Kamikaze mean in Japanese? Bill <coughs> Huang. Uh, I don't know. I can't even cheat because you haven't written anything down yet. Okay, okay, I need and question ideas. number two. Which Irish city's name means marsh in Irish? Would that be a, a Irish as in Republican? Yes. Have a guess. Have a guess. Well, I could probably only name one. Got it. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Number three. In the famous saying, there are lies, damned lies, and what? <laughs> I, don't I'm not, I can't read your handwriting. So um, I don't know the in, in drama, what term is given to a character's inner thoughts? Oh. I think I know that one. I did get an A star in drama. And <coughs> question number uh, five. Five. How many players are on a hockey team? This is normal hockey. Okay, that was my gut instinct, so. Including keeper. I think I assume so. And number six. In cooking, the term Leonese suggests that the dish has been cooked with what? What makes it Leonese? Not Olympic Leonese. Leonese. Mm. Obviously, it's a ref- reference to the place Leon. Oh, I don't know. Oh, it is, it is a reference to the place. It, it is, okay. but I but there's a, a specific ingredient that okay. it would have to have been cooked with to make it Leonese. Um, number seven, entomology is the study of what? N E N E N T. Oh Ent. my god, I know this, but I don't. Don't show me. I can't read your handwriting. Well, don't look. No, 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 don't show me. I can't read your handwriting. Yeah, but it's like. You're speaking of riddles, man. I know, because I'm frustrated. I don't know the answer. Well, these are good questions. Number eight. I don't know the answer. In which city was, was JFK's assassin shot? Oh, 
So oh. not where oh, was JFK shot? Oh. Where was his assassin shot? Jack Ruby where was it shoots him, the Jack Ruby shot. I was gonna have a bonus oh, point. Sorry, sorry. That's the history question. So just fair sorry. Yeah, but I haven't had any history questions thus far. That is a history question. It is a history question, yeah. Um, I was going to say, maybe just to show off then for no sorry, point. Sorry. Who who was it? Who got shot? Was it Jack Ruby? And, and who shot him? Okay. So can who I, can shot? I get a bonus point for knowing who got no. shot. That's Not. the easiest part. Is it? I think so. Is there? Oh, shut up. I don't get a bonus point. Can so. I not get any credit for knowing it was Jack Ruby? No, because you jumped the gun premature as always. Em. That's a good old pun as well. Yeah. Number nine. Which rock group wrote and performed Nights in White Saturn? Hang on, question number nine. We've just had number nine. No, that was eight. Oh, no, that was eight. That was... What was that? That was that? <laughs> Which rock group wrote and performed Nights in White Saturn? Okay, that's a guess. And number ten, American politics now. What is Bill Clinton's middle name? Again, that's not fair because he is a politics teacher. No, but I don't know the answer to this question. Yeah, but M doesn't no. cook, so you would have the Yeah, but I, I don't cook lemonades. Let's le- lemonades. Are <laughs> you <laughs> confusing <laughs> lemonades and lemonades? I've done terribly here. I'm okay, let's just go through the answers Shit. quick so I we know where we are. Quickly, very quickly. Okay, number one. Anyone have an idea? I guess screaming thunder. <laughs> what does Kalakazi mean? It means divine wind. No, I just uh, number two, which Irish, Irish city's name means Marsh in Irish? Did you have a guess? B? I just said Dublin. <laughs> Dublin. Cork. Cork. Oh. Oh. Number three, there are lies, damn lies, and what? Um, statistics. Statistics. Who said that? I don't know. Oh. What term is given to a character's inner monologue. thoughts? No. Oh. No, a monologue's when one person's talking. It's not necessarily their inner thoughts. What is it? Uh, soliloquy. Oh. oh. Okay, um, how many players are on a hockey team? The answer is six. Oh, for God's sake, I'm In cooking, the term Lena suggests the dish is being cooked with what? Did you guess, babe? I put lemon. No, I put garlic. Yeah, onions. Mm. I can't eat onions. Okay. Brilliant. That's what I said. Fair. Um, entomology is a study of what? Um, insects. Insects, oh, yeah. Of course it is. <coughs> In which city was JFK's assassin shot? Did you have a guess at this one, babe? I don't know where he was... Okay, any ideas? Sadly not. The answer is uh, Dallas, Texas, is, is where he was shot. Oh, and who, and who was shot then? Uh, well, Lee Harvey Oswald was shot. By oh, my God, I got that right! He was shot, and he was shot by Jack Ruby. Did I get a point for no. Lee Harvey Oswald? No. We, we didn't say he that. Really, he no, I, I didn't get... I said it, but no, I don't get can't it. Oh, no. for goodness You've been... The only right. question I got You've right. You've been... Getting yourself extra half points for the last couple of weeks. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Right, uh, number nine, which rock group wrote and performed Nights in White Saturn? I said the Eagles, because you like the Eagles. I tell you what, not a million miles away. Well done, good guess. Animals. It was uh, the Moody Blues. Oh. And uh, what is Bill Clinton's middle name? Did anyone guess? Jeff. Forsyth. I'm going to give you half a point. <gasps> Jefferson. Oh. Half a point, Jefferson. Yes. Okay, what, did, what scores on the doors then, folks? Stinker. Two? I got half. Oh, they were like I got half easy. Point. I embarrassed myself. You've got, you got half. Yeah, don't do mine. I should have known that. Right, okay. So, so mine, I wrote the first two questions that I got my husband to write the rest. That's lazy. That's uh, I wasn't lazy, I was actually having a mental health uh, appointment. Okay, so actually, <laughs> wait, wow. wait to make us feel Thank like you. crap. <laughs> uh, right, okay, so mine, mine, I think mine are really easy, but I've tried to... Oh my God. Okay, here we go. Yeah, make you feel like rubbish. Right, anyway, let's continue. 
You want me to tell? Yeah. Right. Question number one. This is one of uh, this is my husband's favourite. I wrote this one. In Gremlins, Miss Peltzer comes across some uh, Gremlins in the home kitchen. What were the three ways she killed them? Well, there's three different ways. Three different ways. Is it a point for each or? Do you need all three for the mark or what? All three for the mark. But That's you get, ridiculous. You get half a mark for two. That's madness. This is absolute madness. Okay, you should know this. I've never seen it. I can't remember it that Watch this film every year. <coughs> I'm going to guess. Question okay. number two. What was the first Pokemon ever designed? Oh, God. Question number three. Um, this, I don't know what my husband's thinking when he writes these questions. Taylor Swift recently won her fourth best Grammy. Best album Grammy, sorry. Can you name the winning albums? No. Um, how many are there? Four. I'm um, one. No. Can we have half a mark for, like... You can have half a mark for... You have a quarter of a mark for what? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, question number four. Which manager has been relegated from the Premier League the most? Oh, my God. Okay, ready? (coughs) Question number five. Which country was Elon Musk born? Um... I think this is pronounced Casio and Pepe. C-A-C-I-O and P-E-P-E. Pepe, is it? Is a staple of what European city's cuisine? What is it again? Casio, C-A-C-I-O and Pepe is a staple of what European city's cuisine? I'll, do you want me to give you the ingredients? Do you want them? Actually, no, because it'll give away. No, I've got them. No, you're not having them. Okay. okay, question number seven. What is a group of pandas <coughs> known as? I don't know what? Group of pandas known as. And we did discuss this when we went to the zoo this weekend. Did we? Yeah. Did we discuss... We, I know we did collective terms. I don't remember. We did discuss a group pandas. of pandas. In fact, actually, you weren't there. You were on the phone. We were talking to your wife. Uh, and we told her this. Um, Christ. Question number eight. What is an unlikely job that Pope Francis astoundingly used to work as? Pope Francis? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Steady. <laughs> I'm being good. Um, and you have to have the one that I've written down, because he's obviously had quite a few jobs. Okay. What do the, do the two M's of the original M&M's stand for? Not what? you two, but the M&M's. The, M&M the sweet. The two M's of the M&M's stand for... And question number 10. What is the morbid origin of the term rule of thumb? Oh, I heard that. Um, I think I'm from zero here. Are you ready? The answer? I'm ready. Right, go on then. How does Miss Peltzer kill the gremlins in the home kitchen? I put seltzer bottle, sets one on fire, puts one in the sink. I've put microwave oven frying pan. You can have microwave. You can have half point for that. She puts one in the microwave, she stabs another one to death, and then she puts one in the blender. I thought you were going to kill it with water. No, this is how you kill them. No, that's how they multiply. Oh, God. Uh, what was the first Pokemon ever designed? Pikachu. Pikachu. Ryden. That's ridiculous.
Dryden. Taylor Swift's uh, albums, please, for the Grammy. I think some of them are named after numbers. So I went for 17, 27, 30, 21. That's a down. Yeah, oh, is it? Oh. 1989, Midnight, oh. Fearless and Folklore. Oh, dear. Okay, question four. Which manager's been relegated from the Premier League the most? What you put? Ian Dowie. I put Neil Warnock. Dave Bassett. Relegated uh, Sheffield United, Nottingham Forest and Leicester City. Oh, donkey. Uh, which country is Elon Musk born? Chibok. Canada. I thought originally he was born in South Africa. South Africa is correct. Yeah. South Africa. As my yeah. cousin says. Casey and Pepe is a staple of which European city's cuisine? Lisbon. Well, I was going to go Lisbon. I went Barcelona in the end. Rome. Rome. It is uh, spaghetti, pepper, parmesan and butter. Oh, what do we guess? Rome what is a group of pandas known as? <laughs> Should we go for? A hug. I went for a sleep. It's an embarrassment. Uh. What's the unlikely job that Pope Francis used to work as? A fast food server. I put rat catcher. He was a bouncer at a nightclub. That's ridiculous. Yeah, bouncer at a nightclub. This is a stinker. What do the two M's of M&M's stand for? I think one's called Marty. I put Mary Landon Mykonos. I I put Marty and Mike. Are you going for the names of the people that run it? No, I thought the, the sweets. I'm sure it didn't go, hey, Marty. No, it's the name of the candy's creator. I was about to give you a mark then, but it's the name of the candy's creators. Forrest Mars and Bruce Murray. No. Oh. Finally, question eight. Uh, question ten, sorry. What's the morbid uh, origin of the term? I know this. It's, um, it's to do with an English law. It is to do with an English law? Um, but I can't think for, for like rule of thumb. I just didn't think thumb screws, so I've got no idea. It's um, it's an old English law that stated a husband could not beat his wife with an object wider than a thumb. That's it, yeah. Damn. Come off that. No. I got a big fat zero on that one. Okay. Oh, mate, you, you're done here, mate. I only need half a mark and I've done you. <laughs> These like, my questions are way easier. What have you got? Like, one and a half. One and a half. Okay, okay. Let's go. All right. <coughs> what do you want? Half a mark. What's the name of the first ever talkie film? So what's the name of the first ever film that had talking in it? Uh, that I'd want it. Talking. So that not after silent films, the first talkie, as they were called. What's the name oh of the first talkie? Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah. Um, number two. Who recorded Tom's Diner, which is a song that goes... Oh, this is easy. Number three. Where was baby not going to be put? Don't you look at my answers. This is why one of my favourite films. Bang, Two favourite films. Giving you a clue there. <sighs> so I know I've definitely got one mark. This is a nice feeling. What year? Uh, number four. What year did The Simpsons first transmit? Oh, gosh. Wow. I've still got work to do. I'm going to get home like fast day at this rate. Number five. What was the name of Christoph Waltz's character in Inglorious Bastards? Please forgive the use of that term. It's actually spelled differently, so I'm not swearing. I don't know. I've never seen it. That's madness. Mm. <coughs> um. I just basically have a question so be humming it for the whole rest of the day. Number six. Complete the famous Bond line. I think he's attempting blank. Is that a famous Bond line? Yes. In terms of Bond lines being famous, it's one of the most famous Bond lines. I think he's attempting blank. <clears throat> I'm having a state career. Yeah, I'm just making really? that up. Yeah. Okay. I think I might have one. All right, number seven. How old was Pocahontas when she met John Smith in real life? Oh, my gosh. 
Okay. Oh, you'll get number eight. I'm just guessing that one. You might get number nine. Number eight, who won the Ballon d'Or in 1956? I've not got a clue. What is that? Pardon? What is the Ballon d'Or? Best Football in Europe Award. And what year? 1956. <laughs> oh. um. I'll put, <coughs> put this in for you, this next one. <clears throat> Number nine, which of the following is not a Scouse House band? Dizzy DJs, Southern Heights, Friday Night Pos- Posse. That's what it says. Friday Night Posse. So oh, which is not a Scouse House that? band? Dizzy DJ, Southern Heights, or Friday Night Posse? Okay. You love Scouse House. No, it's brilliant. Pretty good <laughs> And number 10, what is the name in full Latin for a killer whale? No idea. You might know one of the words, I would have thought. Okay. That'll do. That'll do, pig. That'll do, donkey. No, I see it. Like, I'm having a stink for you. Yeah. Em's going to win. Yeah. <laughs> With two marks. What are you, what are you on? One and a half. Two out of 30. Two, two out of 30. You're going to win it. This is bad. I'm on 10%. Okay. This is stinky. Right, here we go. What's the net first ever talkie film? I put Steamboat Willie, which I know is not right. No, no idea. Or something. Jazz singer. Yeah. Um, Who recorded Tom's Diner? Hot Nina Cherry, I don't get it. Oh, that's a decent guess. It's Suzanne Vega. I didn't yeah. even guess that one. Number three, where was Baby not going to be put? The corner. The corner. The corner. Number four, in what year did The Simpsons first transmit? 91. I put 99. Oh, no, God knows. Way older. 1989. Wow. wow. Number five, what's the name of Christoph Waltz's character? Can I have half a point for the Jew Hunter? No. <laughs> but that is what he, that is no, the name he goes by. You though. keep getting easy half marks. No, Hans Lander. Lander. <laughs> Complete the famous Bond line. I think he's attempting. Murder. The jump. Re-entry. <laughs> Oh. As he's making love to a woman, as he's coming in to oh, land yeah. from space, he goes, I think he's attempting re-entry. So yeah, I do know that. Very funny. Uh, number six, seven, how old was Pocahontas when she met John Smith in real life? 14. I'm 15. If only it was that, it was 11. Nice. Absolutely wow. disgusting, man. <coughs> <coughs> number eight, who won the Ballon d'Or in 56? Okay, I went for Ozzy Ardiles. No, Stanley Matthews. I put Pele and then I wrote the word brown. <laughs> as in like... Let's move on. No, no, as in like I crossed it out because I thought, isn't there a footballer with like... Bobby. Where's, oh, Bra- no. where's Brown? Oh, Bobby Brown <laughs> is I not. Think Ra- I don't think Brown's had a chance. Bobby Brown is not a footballer, is he? No, he's <laughs> That's what I meant. Oh, Jesus. Oh, there's yeah. the quiz. There's the quiz. Number nine. Oh, my God. Which of the following is not a Scouse House band? Dizzy, DJ, Southern Heights or Friday Night Posse? Friday Night Posse. That's what I'm in for. It's Southern Heights because it's, of course, Northern Heights. Okay. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and finally, number 10, what is the full Latin name for a killer whale? Can I have half a point? I don't know. Orca? Or- orca. orca. You can have half a point each for Orca. That the answer is Orcanus Orca. Wow. Bam. Right. Oh, my God. Go what a stinker. It. What's happened? I got three. Oh, I can't add up. Half. I've only got two. Bam. So, <laughs> I was the best of a you very, were the best of a very bad bunch. <laughs> Jeez. That was a stink. How did you get on at home? So, um, some homework then for the listeners. Um, have a little think, especially with your teachers. Is there any elements of teaching and learning that you would like us to share or anything that you'd like us to review? If you want to do that, you can send it to tales2teachers at gmail.com. Otherwise, if you've got any um, poignant questions for us, that would be well received as well. So thank you again. And we will next be broadcasting after half 10, which will be two Tuesday, two Wednesdays from now. Yeah, it will be the next one. So until then, thank you very much. And it's goodbye from me.
Goodbye. Bye. Bye bye.